Welcome to The Bill Walton Show, featuring conversations with leaders, entrepreneurs, artists and thinkers. Fresh perspectives on money, culture, politics and human flourishing. Interesting people, interesting things. Welcome to The Bill Walton Show. I'm Bill Walton. If you wanted to wreck America, what would you do? Well, you might start with surrendering our, surrendering our energy independence, and you could make war on reliable fossil fuels, oil and gas, coal and nuclear power. Uh, you could make us reliant on uh, wind and solar energy, which, uh, as we've seen, are almost certain to lead to constant blackouts and shutdown of America's electrical grid. Uh, oh, and while we're at this, we could make America reliant on China for all of the equipment uh, for wind and solar, um, and uh, also uh, shifting gears to from our energy to our money, you could have the Federal Reserve print trillions of dollars of money out of thin air to finance insane levels of federal spending, much of it going to, surprise, surprise, the green energy lobby. Uh, you could also destroy public trust in elections. Uh, you could make, uh, you could render election day irrelevant. Oh, and, and here's another good one. You could demonize the idea of America, the idea of America as a melting pot and encourage tribalism uh, based on race, ethnic, uh, gender, or sexual orientation, and have these tribes band together to oppose a supposed white privilege majority. Oh, and racially discriminate to end discrimination. Open our borders and any difference between citizens and residents. Well, this list could go on, and I, as you listen to this, you're thinking, well, all this is happening, but, but why is it happening? Uh, is it according to some plan? Well, thankfully, I have a great friend and brilliant mind, Kevin Freeman, who's written a book whose title is According to Plan, The Elite Secret Plan to Sabotage, Sabotage America. Uh, and as you all may know, Kevin's considered one of the world's leading experts on economic warfare and financial terrorism. Uh, he's consulted with the Congress, the intelligence community, SEC, and on and on. Uh, he's co-founder of the Economic War Room on Blaze TV, um, and is also with the National Security Consultant Institute. Uh, I'm, I know Kevin first as a fellow member of the Council for National Policy, where we, we get together to try to do something about the things that are happening to America. So with no further ado, let me, Kevin, great to have you join us. Oh, Bill, it's always good to be with you. So according to plan, uh, it's a great title. A lot of people say, gee, why is this happening to America? You have a theory and, and an excellent book, which I think outlines it chapter by chapter, what's happening in each of the areas that I mentioned and some others. Uh, tell, tell me what this, you know, tell me what we should think about the book and uh, what we ought to do about the, the plan. Well, Bill, what, what we did is we worked with a group of researchers and they walked through all of the things happening so rapid fire, uh, whether it's on the border or it's Afghanistan or now recently trading, you know, an uh, arms dealer for a, a basketball player or you, you go through the massive debt point by point by point, and you ask one question, is this 
incompetence. Are we just having these things happen because we're incompetent? Or they're just accidental. You know, it's just certainly, you know, bad string of luck here for America. All these things are happening by accident. Or the other alternative is according to plan. And when you go through about 37 different items and you're walking through, and every one of them seems to be good for China, good for a globalist elitist, and bad for America, you have to come to one conclusion is, we couldn't be that incompetent. At some point, we would get something right. And it can't be that much bad luck. It has to be some sort of plan. And so we evaluated, looking historically, to see, is there a plan? Have people written? And yes, there's a plan that was in the United States. And yes, there's a plan that the Chinese Communist Party has produced. And both of them seem to be playing out simultaneously. Well, we're pretty, uh, at least I am, I, a lot of us are familiar with uh, China's long-term plan, uh, which they, they hatched 40, 50 years ago to take on America's uh, domination of the world and replace that with Chinese domination. And, you know, they've, they've written and, and spoken extensively about it, but I think of them as the enemy without. The enemy that I think we need to be even more concerned about is what I call the enemy within. I mean, who are these elites? And where can we find them and uh, what's their profile and uh, explain that a bit more. Sure. Well, you know, just give you a historical view. I was going through an, uh, my library and pulling out books and moving them around j just recently. And I pulled out a book written by Gary Aldrich, written in the 1990s. He was an FBI agent assigned to the White House. And he was talking about all the depravity that was taking place in the Clinton White House and yeah, all of the, the plans, detail. Yeah. exactly, all the elite plans that were going on. This has been going on for a while. It starts, um, a friend of mine, uh, he's passed away now, but uh, Dr. W. Cleon Skousen in the 1950s wrote the book, The Naked Communist. It outlined the 45 goals of the Communist Party USA. They were entered in the congressional record in 1963 by a Florida congressman. Uh, it basically is, how do we destroy American society from within? And you ask who they are, well, they're the elitists at major universities, they're the Davos crowd at Switzerland, they're uh, now corporate leaders who used to be patriotic American citizens, but now many of our corporate leaders have been captured by this idea. Uh, and they're the ones that are running the media companies. They're the run, running major corporations. They're the ones leading the think tanks, most of them in government. Uh, you know, there are a handful of really good ones left, but most of them have been elite captured. And, and they have one idea, and that idea is to globalize the world with the elites in charge and the rest of us kind of as serfs on their plantation. Well, the, I'm not sure whether it's in your book, but you allude to it. I mean, there was this... I think you know about him. There's this guy Gramsci, an Italian intellectual Marxist in the 20s and 30s, and uh, uh, he was he was uh, the one I think who provided the the playbook for this initially, which is that uh, he observed that when the uh, Russian Revolution happened, it only happened because a handful of people made it happen, and the so-called uh, bourgeoisie or the people did not rise up and revolt, and so he didn't think that uh, violent overthrow of government was gonna happen. Instead, he thought you needed to take on the cultural institutions. And I think they call that, I think we call that the long march to the institutions. And, you know, they embedded themselves in the universities. And then most of the people that run, and I think this is your theory, but 
uh, I want to go back and forth on this a bit. A lot of the people that run these big financial companies, a lot of the people that run the big multinationals, run the universities and all the, uh, and the State Department certainly came through these um, prep schools and universities where they were infused with the, the ideas of cultural Marxism and the, uh, the basic badness of America. You know, America's evil and, and their, uh, their vision of the future with them running things is much better. Is that... Does that align with the with the plan? Is that a, is that a, is that a root cause? A hundred percent. For example, the elite capture of the journalism schools, just as an example, and so they take over, and now all of the news is slanted or skewed in one direction. And then people look at Fox News, which tries to be fair and balanced, and they say, "Well, Fox News is way far conservative right." But if you actually watch Fox, and you don't see it as way far conservative right, you don't see it as far left. You see it as a little more mainstream, but the mainstream has now become the far right. And this is what Elon Musk was complaining about. Elon Musk said, you know, there was a period of my time where I saw myself as a centrist. I saw the Republicans and the Democrats, and I was at the center. But everything has shifted so far to the left that Elon says, now I find myself allied with, I guess, Republicans, even though I don't like to think of Republican. But social media companies have been captured, elite captured. Uh, the journalism schools, they, once they got the educational institutions, they could enter then the business schools. And so, you know, 20, 30 years ago, when we were investing, Bill, you would think of the Chamber of Commerce and the investors as all conservative because they believed in free market principles because that would get the best return for the shareholders over time. Now returns aren't the number one driver. Uh, the investor is now told that they need to look out for environment, social justice, and, and governance, which is a quota agenda on corporate boards. So you're exactly right. They've taken this long march through the institutions, and now they've ended up in, in corporate world and Wall Street. Well, in my, my corporate world, I, I think I saw it first, maybe not in our company, but in a lot of big companies, they, they get people with these ideas, they take over the HR department, maybe the community affairs department, maybe the marketing department. They start thinking about, um, you know, reaching out to these, uh, these, these, these other groups of people. And then we saw with the corporate governance movement, the, the G and environment, you know, ESG, uh, you know, bringing, bringing all these uh, other people into the boardroom so that eventually the boardroom has become filled with people who are not really thinking about building a business, but rather bringing about a social agenda. And I think it's going to make us all a lot poorer if we don't, uh, if we don't do something about it. Now, when you're writing the book, you know, you and I have known each other for years and find ourselves in violent agreement <laughs> about all this. Was there anything that, was there anything when you wrote the book, I'm sure there's a lot that that surprised you? I mean, but I'll tell you what surprised me. It surprised me that if you go after all these issues, the border, money, um, the, you know, the e pluribus union, one culture, you go after the inflation, you go after energy, you go after all these things. There does seem to be a playbook and it's applied in all these areas and it's across the board. That surprised me. I mean, so what are your, what's your, what's your, what were your revelations? Well, I think you hit it. Uh, the, the, the hardest thing for people to capture is the idea that there might be a plan that's doing this. Uh, and when you look independently, just take the Afghanistan withdrawal. You look at that and you say, well, you know, I, why would you pull the military out before you pull the civilians out? You'd think the military would be the last to leave. 
and you stop and you wonder why. Well, one of the reasons you do that is you leave behind a whole lot of equipment that benefits the Chinese Communist Party. And, and the Chinese military is going to capture a lot of that and control the airfield and, and so forth. Why would you do that? Why, why would you know, a man who's the president of the United States that served in the Senate from Delaware uh, for all those years, you know, Lunch Pail Joe, who was a good man, a common man, and then you realize, well, wait a minute, this guy's son has a laptop that shows how much money is taken from, from China, from Ukraine, from Russia, the media refuses to even look at any of this, and you realize this has to have been covered up. It has to have been according to a plan, because if the word really truly got out at how much this administration has sold out our nation across the board, culturally, militarily, economically, socially, you'd realize there is a plan here, and, and, and that plan has been really executed to near perfection. Uh, you're watching, viewing, listening to The Bill Walton Show. I'm here with the great Kevin Friedman. We're talking about uh, his book, According to Plan, and uh, the, the elites uh, endeavor to take over America, put themselves in charge, and basically make us, basically enslave us. I mean, all they want is our freedom and our dignity and our wealth. That, that's it. If we can give that up, they'll be happy. Uh, that may be a little bit provocative, but I don't think so. Now, Kevin, you you talk about a plan, and I've always resisted this idea of a conspiracy theory. And which one of our friends says, well, there may not be a, a conspiracy, but there are no co coincidences. And, you know, you look at all these things happening together. In the case of Biden, everybody in the Senate knew this guy was, was uh, corrupt, had all kinds of deals going on. And I think they also knew pretty well that he had extensive dealings with China uh, through Hunter. And nevertheless, they let him uh, be the nominee and they got him elected. And then surprise, surprise, the laptop shows up and we have ed evidentiary proof that, uh, that in fact that was the case. And you know, the thing I'm concerned about is that uh, it looks every inch like Biden was on the payroll, is on the payroll. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. Now, I, I would suggest, you know, the whole idea of conspiracy theory, which is people say, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. Let's substitute a different wor uh, word for that, and that is worldview. Bill, I, I know your history. You, you've made films, and, and you've worked in the government, and, and you have invested money, and you have been, uh, you know, on Wall Street at the top levels. Everything driven by Bill Walton has to do with a, a pro-America, uh, pro-free enterprise worldview. And so that's what, what's driving you. Had you had the educational background uh, to where the worldview of America is, is horrible, um, you know, and you take the, the theory uh, that America was designed as a racist, white supremacist nation, and the purpose of America is to dominate the planet militarily. You know, we didn't leave behind uh, just our soldiers. We actually stole land all around the world, which of course isn't, is nonsense. But if you take a false history of America and apply it, then you can all of a sudden see why if America is the devil, we need to do these things. We need to reduce American influence. And oh, by the way, free enterprise is the devil because it makes rich, it makes white people rich and it's, it's anti uh, any other racial background. Well, that's nonsense, but that is the worldview that's happening. So there is a consistent worldview that America is the problem. And when you start from that, 
then you begin to come to the same basic solutions. You don't need a conspiracy per se. You just need to have people with a commonality of a false worldview. Well, and you look at the people that are source of these ideas. Harold Zinn wrote his history of was the history of the American people. I think that's the title. Yeah, Howard Abs Zinn. Yeah, an absolute sewer. And of course, Howard, the professor, had a fondness for young coeds. And you know, the man never really worked. You know, he list all the things I've done. You've been in the investment business for a long time. You've met a payroll. You've you've been engaged in the real world. None of these ideas uh, really. Uh, match what happens in the real world so you get this guy writing this book and all of a sudden it becomes required reading in every high school in america um it's a you know you talk about my background it's sort of interesting when i was earlier in my career i thought maybe i was at a disadvantage because i went to ps86 and and uh public high school in in, in indianapolis and then went to in, in indiana which was a public college and at that time it was in the pre-woke era and I thought, man, maybe I should have gone to Yale or Harvard or one of those fancy places. Thank goodness I didn't. <laughs> because the ideas there are, you know, they're, they're terrible. Toxic. Yeah, absolutely so, toxic. So we're getting at the plan here. There's not, a, you know, we're not exactly saying there's a guy, there, there's a group of six people in the room writing this thing out. It's more like... Uh, there's a playbook infused in the mindset of all the people that occupy a lot, most of the powerful positions in America, not just America, the world. Yeah, no. And, and you mentioned Howard Zinn. Uh, there's also Kinsey, who did all the sexuality research, who was yeah. a pervert. And Who was in and, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. And then you keep going and you go through the climatologists that are worried about, you know, fossil fuels and, and global warming and all of them have cult like behavior. I mean, I'm I'm going to be interviewing Dr. David Legate soon, and he's talking about, you know, yeah. he, he, the great Fred Singer's book, um, uh, um, Hot Talk, Cold Science. The reality of it is there's this worldview that's permeating and it all comes together that America is bad. Humans are bad. Actually, if you go, if you carry it far enough, right. hum, yeah. just being human is bad. Be, being certainly an American is bad. Being a male is bad. Being white is bad. But being a human is bad at the end of the day. And we need to reduce. And that that permeates. It's not just uh, it's Bill Gates carries that thought. And I think a lot of this is, I think, guilt over people that have developed excessive wealth, and then they, these smart people, or seemingly smart people, come along and sell them a bill of goods. I and mean, how does Bill Gates go from uh, being aggressive young entrepreneur with Microsoft, you know, arguably uh, taking a lot of Xerox's stuff and packaging it up and selling it to IBM and building this fabulous, amazing company, Microsoft, to becoming one who is a hater of humanity on the planet. Let me give a plug for Kevin Freeman's book. Again, it's According to Plan. And just looking at some of the chapter headings here, he starts with the Soviet Union. We know a lot about that and the Cold War and their endeavors to take over the you know, McCarthyism and, and the demonizing of Joe McCarthy, even though in fact, he had a lot of his facts straight. Um, and we talk about communist China in the book, traitors in our midst, and then American radicals. I mean, can you touch what are the what are the traitors in our midst that you you talk about in the book? Well, you know, the the traitors in our midst. Uh, Trevor Loudon has evaluated the history of Congress and the existing congressmen and where they come from. 
uh, th these people are traitors in many cases to the United States. I just saw Jerry Nadler telling us point blank that there was no, no effort to manipulate social media and absolutely none. It's a conspiracy theory that people, that conservatives were being silenced. You know, of course, with Elon Musk taking Twitter, it's obvious that Nadler was lying to us and he had the facts in front of him. I mean, you look at the, the hearings where they went after President Trump and they said, oh, well, he's done this, the P-tape and all these things that he's done in Russia. These people have been lying to us. They are traitors that are in our midst. They're in our Congress. They're in the political realm. All of this is evidence that that there are people that America hating people in high positions. And you, you can even go back, as I mentioned earlier, to the Clinton administration. If Bill Clinton weren't such a great politician, he wouldn't have pivoted as he did in uh, in, with the midterm elections, he absolutely was anti-American in his approach. And it, we see it in the Obama administration, and we've seen it currently in the Biden administration. Well, circling back to the Biden, talk about traitors in our midst. I mean, I, we, we touched on it, but you think back what happened. The FBI got the laptop. They held it for a year. Just before the election, the New York Post is going to run a story revealing much of not all of what's in the laptop and uh, that gets killed. It gets killed by Twitter and everybody, right. all the other social media companies pile in and all of a sudden that story is not uh, out there. And furthermore, Twitter was acting on the, uh, the outcome of a meeting, many meetings they had once a week with the FBI uh, before the 2020 election. And the FBI told them there'll be something coming out with the laptop, but ignore it. It's all Russian disinformation. And then piling on top of that, you had 51 so-called intelligence community uh, experts and leaders who uh, told everybody, ignore that, uh, ignore that story because this is more Russian disinformation. Uh, and you look at that list of people, I mean, former heads of the CIA and, and, and the FBI seems to be in this uh, up, up, to its, up to its eyeballs, including what's happening now with the guy, I guess, from the, the, the general counsel or second in command and the legal department at Twitter, who was actually working previously and maybe continue with, continuing with the FBI. Oh, yeah. And then you have Michelle Obama telling them to cancel President Trump and you walk through the history. And then you have Jen Psaki uh, as press secretary saying, if you get canceled by one social media company, you ought to be automatically canceled by all of them, which means that the White House would only have to influence one of them and you could get you kicked off social media. You know, again, we don't like to use the term conspiracy because people have attached theory to it and made it, you know, a pejorative. But the reality of it is that these things all seem to be headed in the same direction. And it's the yeah. silencing of conservatives or alternative viewpoints, whether it's on climate or whether it's on politics or anything else. If you happen to have a conservative viewpoint, you don't have a right to speak. And it really is a war on free speech and a war on the American ideals. Well, right now they're killing the Twitter dump. You know, Elon Musk has put out all the, or many of the the tweets relating to the uh, laptop and what happened with the election in 2020. And it's interesting what's happened. It's not being covered. You won't read about it in the Times. You're not going to see it on the network news. So instead of outright censorship, what they do is they just this is this is this is not news. It's not real. And it gets me to sort of, we've got a few minutes that I want to focus on what we do next. 
this gets to the real problem, I think, was where 90% of Americans are blissfully unaware of what you have written about in your book and what I've come to agree with, and that America is being led by people who we can't trust. And if that's the case, what do we do? Well, you know, you mentioned that they've silenced it. How about great, iconic leftist writers like Gary Greenwald and Matt Taibbi, who have, you know, arguably not been conservative at any point in their lives, and yet they're saying, wait, here are the facts and here's the truth. We have to acknowledge this. We've got to find partnership with the honest liberals uh, left in our society, and there's a handful of them, and we need to find them, and we need to get your show, Bill, seen by as many Americans. What I love about what you do is it's very thoughtful conversations rather than just a talking head where you're just getting angry and you're just bam, 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 which is what you can get on Fox News or MSNBC, and that's fine. But we need to have these thoughtful conversations. People need to pause and reflect and think about things for a bit. If we can get the information out, that's why I wrote the book according to plan as I wrote it. I wrote it with an A equals B, B equals C. Now, what does that tell us about A and C approach? I learned this in psychology when I was at University of Tulsa. If you tell someone this is the fact, they're going to rebel and push back. But if you lead them to the facts that, and let them draw their own conclusion, you can't talk them out of it. it so here's the point is, according to plan, we've had all of these things that have happened. Do you think they're good for America or bad for America? And they'll conclude, well, that's bad for America, actually. And then you take the next step is, is it, it's consistent. It's happening across the board. Do you think that maybe people are trying to make this happen or do you think it's just accidental? And then they'll draw the conclusion that this is according to plan. So we made this a buy one, get one free offer. You can buy a copy of this at accordingtoplanbook.com forward slash EWR or use the code EWR for Economic War Room, and you buy one copy for $17.76, and you get a second copy free, <laughs> so you get one to read and one to hand out. It's designed for it to, to be the ideal way to pass, pass this knowledge, because if we can inform America, we win. Well, we, um, you talk about my show, you know, your show as well. I mean, it, it seems to me we've got a, a significant number of us who are, who've honed in on this, and, you know, my journey's been a little... Uh, you know, I was blissfully happy doing private equity for 30 years. And then I started taking a look at political stuff. And it was a journey to find out about all this. And the more I've learned, uh, the worse it looks. <laughs> but I, I think I think for people interested in a in a primer that goes through all of the issues and gets to the background in each of these areas, this book is a really good place to start. And then you've also got some some remedies towards the end. So to, before we get out of here, what what uh, what's a couple things that we ought to do uh, to begin to fight back against this plan? Well, the first thing that we mentioned is we, we remind people that America really is valuable. Deep in our hearts, we all know America is a great experiment. It's not a racist experiment. It is a great experiment in liberty. And the founders were geniuses. And so we need to show our, our public pride. And one way to do it is to, to show the flag, display the flag in some way. I've got a flag pin here. Uh, demonstrate that you love America because patriotism drives the left nuts. And, and in fact, studies have shown that children that appear, that go to Fourth of July rallies, 
tend to be more conservative and patriotic later in life. So expose your kids, grandkids, just your whole community. Say, I love America. It's still worth saving. The second thing that we talk about is we talk about weaponizing your money. That's why we formed the National Security Investment Consultant Institute. Don't invest in ESG, which destroys America. Invest in liberty, security, and values. And so we train uh, financial advisors at Liberty University to do what you did is to get the best return on your money, to do it in a moral fashion, to, to promote liberty, security, which would be national security or personal security, like our friend Frank Gaffney, and values, Western civilization, Judeo-Christian values, you know, the golden rule kind of values. So those are a couple of things that, that people can do. And then pass this information along. So we have the an act in here. I don't know if we could ever have the Serve the People Act enforced, but at least wake the average in voter up to the idea that the people you're voting for are not your rulers. They're not even your leaders. They're your servants. The Constitution sets them up to serve the people as opposed to lead or rule the people. We, we didn't put uh, a president in the White House so that he could be our boss. We put someone on there to faithfully execute the laws of the United States to support the Constitution. He's to serve us, not to rule us. Kevin, that sounds like that sounds like a, a powerful last word. So uh, why don't we wrap this up? We'll be we'll be continuing. I want to get uh, I think we're going to do a home home and away where I'm going to be appearing on your show in a not too distant future. But I also want to have you back, and I want to dig into more of some of the solutions you pointed out, including getting into how to to weaponize our money to make sure it goes to the right people and not to the wrong people. So anyway, thanks for joining the show. Uh, been here today with Kevin Freeman, author of uh, According to Plan, The Elite's Secret Plan to Sabotage America, although thanks to Kevin, it's not so secret, and he gives you a really interesting look at their playbook, highly recommended. Uh, and so anyway, thanks for watching, and as, as always, you can find us on CPAC Now on Monday nights and on, on Rumble and YouTube and all the major podcast platforms and on Substack now. Uh, so we're, uh, we're we're endeavoring to get the word out there, and hopefully uh, we'll have Kevin back and uh, dig into some of these issues some more. So thank you all for joining. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Want more? Click the subscribe button or head over to thebillwaltonshow.com to choose from over 100 episodes. You can also learn more about our guest on our Interesting People page. And send us your comments. We read everyone, and your thoughts help us guide the show. If it's easier for you to listen, check out our podcast page and subscribe there. In return, we'll keep you informed about what's true, what's right, and what's next. Thanks for joining.